It's a dreadful ball and Chelsea could be in here with Goff who goes for goal and scores! Finds the back of the net! Henri! What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal from Thierry Henri! Medler, lovely cushion header for Gerrard! Oh, you're The Ghost Goal Podcast. Welcome to the Ghost Goal Podcast. I'm Andrew Pissarro, in here with Alex Moss and the one and only Javier Revelo. So, in case you didn't see it on Twitter, we had a moment. A moment we really haven't had in a long time. Um, and honestly, I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Um, because with the very, very low budget that we do this podcast on budget, there's a budget, (laughs) our time, our time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, we lost an episode. Um, I think, I think it's awesome that like, if we really become like a big thing one day, we have this like lost episode that, that honestly we could kind of put together the bickering of me and Javier after that Arsenal game together, if we really, really wanted to work at it, but it's generally not, um, in the future, our listeners can be like, hashtag release the tapes of oh, what yeah. happened on the lost episode. Right. Did Javier and Andrew say go too far? What happened? The answer is you'll never know. I'm going to I'm gonna start making memes saying like release the tapes of like <laughs> – Release the tapes. Release <laughs> them. Um, anyway, so yeah, we lost an episode. So sorry. Uh, Technology failed us for once in the – I want to say 40 plus episodes I've been editing – yeah, it finally uh, just file randomly got corrupted. Sucks, but we move on. The show must go on. As the great poet Nas would say, "Life's a bitch, and then you die." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we do really want to briefly recap how we both felt after the Liverpool and Arsenal game, uh, just because it was a big game and it knocked Liverpool from second down to third as Alex's Chelsea moved into that to that spot. Um, I'll go to Javier first. You got a one-one draw. A late goal from Alexander Lacazette. How did you feel about Arsenal on the day, and how do you feel about the result? Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely happy with the result. I think that, you know, based on the balance of play, it was probably the fair result. And I think last year we probably would have lost that game. I think, I think we did. We think you guys did. Did you? You guys? No, I think no, we, you guys no, we drew, drew it last, last game. year. It was like three three or something three, crazy. Right. It, yeah, uh, Liverpool were up three one, and then our or two one. And then Arsenal came back to score was, three or two, two more nil, goals. I think it was 2-0, then 3-2 yeah. Arsenal, and then Liverpool equalized to make it 3-3. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a wild game. We wore the orange kits. But, yeah, that was uh, – I mean, I, I thought that Lacazette, he played well this game. I thought our back line actually played really well. Kolasinic was, was monstrous. Uh, Rob Holdings was probably his best performance in an Arsenal shirt. Like, watching the highlights again today – you know he had so many crucial interventions and you know headers and one v ones that he 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 was able to stop and there was this there was even one one time where Salah you know tried to nutmeg him and I think Mane would have been through on goal if 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 he you know he hadn't like closed his legs quickly and you know maybe in the past that he would have he's a good Christian lad he knew how to close his legs quickly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was impressive, um, an impressive performance from us that like probably our best half of the half of second half, the second half, I think was our best performance this season. And I think it's just something to build on. 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm generally happy with the draw, and I think I think it's it's something we can we can move forward with. Oh, the unbeaten streak continues, and and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll we'll bring it on again this weekend. All right, so I'm going to answer the same questions but about Liverpool. Let me prepare this with. Uh... I'm pretty disappointed with my team right now after that really bad t- uh, showing in the Champions League against Red Star. But uh, going back to the Arsenal game, um, I thought we were really unlucky. Uh, we definitely we had a goal called back from early in the game that was offsides. When it, it was called offsides, it wasn't. Uh, you had that happen in the first half. You had Virgil van Dijk, who had three chances to score a goal that all easily could have gone in. Um, but it, it was a good performance. It was just they should have been more clinical, and this has been my biggest thing with them all season. Uh, just they haven't been as sharp as they were last year, and I'm generally starting to get worried that they may never get to those numbers again. That's that's creeping in, and like I felt like this was kind of the game where we it was a big day. We'd show up, and it kind of set the tone for the, like, the next big next couple games. And obviously, that tone carried over to the performance against Red Star, which was awful. And I'm a little bit worried right now, but luckily they play Fulham coming up this weekend. It's just wild, and we did talk about this. I want to include it real quick. We did talk about this factor on Monday, how Chelsea and Liverpool are having like these crazy numbers. Like I think it's both of our team's best start in the Premier League, and yet it looks like nothing because Manchester City is just a freight train right now. Yeah, it's just like it doesn't even matter. It's just. I mean, Manchester City are all those records they broke last year. I'm pretty sure on their current pace right now, they're set to break all of those records. They just beat Shakhtar six (laughs) nil. Another, (laughs) you know, five plus goal game again. Like, and they've done it the majority of the season without their best players. Shakhtar are no pushovers. Like, you know, didn't they? Well, this season they are. Yeah, I guess (laughs) they kind of are this year. Just Fred was pretty important to them, but. yeah, I mean, just one thing I would kind of want to reiterate. I may sound like a broken record to you two since you were there when I said it on uh, Monday, but I do just want to make sure it gets on a pod, is that that adjustment Liverpool have had to make from uh, being the expansive, attacking, high-pressing, and like high-volume uh, in terms of their like chances created, that, like, that kind of team, to now in these big games, we've seen it against Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, uh, Klopp's decided, and PSG was the other notable one. Klopp's decided, uh, he's decided to be a little bit more like reactive in terms of like sitting a little bit deeper. And in in the process, like I don't think you guys have created as many chances, and you haven't been like in as much control of games with your possession as you have been in years past under Klopp. So you guys are kind of adjusting to still creating like four or five really good chances a game, but only having those four or five chances rather than like ten to fifteen where there's like a few half chances thrown in between. Like it's a big, it's a big adjustment to having to going from all those chances and maybe taking like three or four of them to five chances that are probably better in quality, but you're only, you're only really been able to take like one or two of them in the, in these big games. And you've come out of draws against Chelsea draws against Arsenal as a result. What was it, Javier? I feel like the inclusion of someone like Navi Keita is going to give them a lot more chances. And, you know, in transition, he's such a key player, um, and he he not only the inclusion, dude, he because he, he, he started he early goals. in the season. Yeah, he can get goals and assists. But he himself. he hasn't integrated into the team properly. Right, he hasn't gotten a real run of games. He's only going to get better and, and so better. I think like once they get like probably uh, a Milner, Wijnaldum, or sorry, a Milner, Fabinho, Keita midfield fully integrated, um, you know, I could see that being go back to that 
pressing team and getting tons of goals again. I just think that Wijnaldum right now, he seems to be a little bit out of form. Um, I think that uh, Henderson and Lalana should not be playing at all. Um, in that well, Lalana came back, but honestly, I felt like Liverpool kind of missed at times Henderson in that Arsenal game. He would have been helpful for the way he would have known the speed better than Fabinho did, and he would have played better than Wijnaldum did in that game. Like, you, I don't think you can deny it. Like, both of them were not. Like, Fabinho, I felt like, did okay. He played his role okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I thought. I mean, Torreira Xhaka, like, completely dominated the midfield that game, so. But I think you guys lacked what you usually have. No, but. I think I think, and we'll talk about it when we get to the Fulham Liverpool game. I think Navicate is confirmed coming back this weekend, so yeah. I think I think there's no better club for him to get a feeler against than Fulham. So um, having him back will help. But yeah, in general, I think I think part of the reason they've played that way in, in this year though is they haven't always they haven't found the midfield. Like it was Wijnaldum and James Milner and Keita, but like things weren't always clicking for them either. Keita got in and out of like. He was hurt, then he wasn't hurt. He was playing kind of hurt. He's been all over the place this year. Like, he needs – he hasn't had a run of games at all. And he needs – like, and he hasn't necessarily hit the ground running, and I'm a little bit concerned about that. But they're playing Fulham this weekend, so I think that very easily could change. Right. We'll revisit it when he's had, like, five or six games in a row, 90 minutes each time. And we'll we'll see then how he's affected Liverpool's lineup. I have a couple couple last thoughts from the uh, from the Arsenal game. Uh, I wanted to mention also like Alex Iwobi not starting. It's definitely Emery got that that part wrong. As soon as he came on, in the twenty five minutes he was on, he completed the most like dribbles of any player you know from either side Just, during like, the entire ons? game. Yeah, take ons, and he he you could see like when he was on the pitch that. Uh, the Liverpool defend every time he got the ball. You know he was extremely dangerous, and he led to our equalizer by. Uh, Actually, the the build up to our goal. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it actually was like a twenty pass move, and um, it was like side to side. We moved the ball like side to side from our goalie, like like or sorry, from Hol- Rob Holding like made a tackle on. Uh, I think it was like Salah picked up the ball, like and they just like cycled it from side to side like slowly. I I thought it was like probably another one of our like best goals of the season, and I think that like. We need to start. I mean, the pass. With, yeah, we need to. The pass and finish are the two notable things about that. Goal. Yeah, and I think we need because to, Liverpool were sitting sitting deep off you guys, and you needed someone with the intelligence and ability to actually play that ball that opened up Liverpool's defense. Exactly, and, and I thought Mkhitaryan was was dreadful, and he stayed on the pitch far really too dreadful. long. And then I, th- but I thought at the same time playing Kolasinac was like a moment of brilliance. So, or like a, you know, he was able to keep Salah mostly quiet the whole game. So. It's 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 an interesting strategy for you know other teams that play Liverpool in the future is you know maybe putting someone physical out there like Chelsea did with Rudiger or like we did with Kolasinac you know maybe rile rile Salah up a little bit because um, it seems to it seems to work you know Real Madrid you know had Ramos and 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 other people doing that to them and and again it seems to be like that's probably the only way you're going to stop the guy because you know if you're not fouling right, him you're, and, and you're, you're... You're hurting Andrew's feelings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> isn't like you he'd like to hear you talking about uh, Mohamed Salah like this. Yeah, I mean, but uh, no, Salah is on a little bit of a you know he's in a little bit of a dry spell, and I agree with you. Meet strength with strength. Try and outmuscle him the way he tries to do that to defenders. That's uh, it makes sense to me. Uh, 
Okay, that's enough about the Arsenal Liverpool game. Uh, I'm going to take it from here, Andrew. We're going to jump into our previews for this week. We can use this joke. Saturday, 7.30, bright and early in the morning. Uh-huh. Brighton will be going to Cardiff to play Cardiff City. I can unequivocally say for all three of us that... Uh, well, okay, one of the three of us will watch this match. I don't know over, which one. Over, this. under, over, under... I'm going to give it over, under... Half of us, like, is any one of us? Okay, how about I set the over under at zero point five? Will one of us under (laughs) bet the fucking under on that one? I think one of me or Javier will wake up and watch this. I mean, there's there's zero chance I watch this. It would only be Alex watching it. Okay, so none of us are watching. (laughs) (laughs) All right, happy to clear that up. You were like, well, now there's no. Well, let's give our score predictions. (laughs) <laughs> Let's give our score predictions since we don't really need to preview it since obviously no one cares about it. Uh, Andrew, what do you have for this match? I'm going to go 3-1 Brighton. I'm going to be right behind you and say 2-0 Brighton. Uh, Cardiff are bad. So, uh, yeah, I, ha- I have Brighton being able to handle whatever direct balls they try to play into their box. I have Javier, what do you have? 2-1 Brighton. I think it'll be a little bit closer than that. I know Brighton have been pretty good this season, but hey, I, I always got a little bit, a little bit more faith than you guys for Cardiff at home. Just a little bit. We'll see if that holds up. Uh, Huddersfield will host West Ham Saturday at 10 a.m. Andrew, what do you have for this one? I'm going to go 1-0. I, I think West Ham can get the win. I just don't think that they're going to go out and like light up Huddersfield's world because Huddersfield will play this game hard. They know what it is. They know they need points. They finally scored at home. Um, we'll see if that gives them a little more confidence. But they're no, they're no pushover, and I, I think they're going to they're going to negate West Ham's positive energy just a little bit in this game. Yeah, I'm going off the same sort of vibe as you. 2-0 West Ham. Uh, I trust Balbuena and Diop a little bit more. Javier, what do you have? I have 3-1 West Ham. I think it's also going to be a you know fairly simple win for West Ham, but Huddersfield are a good team at home, and I, I, I think they got a goal in them like Cardiff. Good good is strong. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't quite agree with you there. <laughs> Um, good for their standards yeah, yeah. okay great yeah. too bad they're, they're romping the teams in the championship 20 other 19 other teams let's jump to uh lester hosting burnley saturday also at uh 10 a.m i've got one one um i think lester have just gone on that trip to uh thailand for uh vikshai's funeral so they're coming back off that they obviously didn't have any midweek games but that's still a hell of a trip to make in one week a very emotional trip, so I think it's going to be a bit of an underwhelming result for them. I disagree with that. I disagree with that so hard. This is a I mean, one one nil Leicester win. I know I had one one last week also, and I was wrong. So yeah, I've, I've, right. don't, don't listen I've to me. For, hold on, too. and here's why. It is the, here's why this is their first game at home since the owner died. Those fans are going to be fucking loud as hell. Yeah, it's going to be a hard fought game because Burnley's going to give Leicester not going to bend to Leicester's will. Leicester are going to nick a goal last seventy last last fifteen minutes one nil Leicester. Javier, what did you say you had? I have two one Leicester. Okay, let's move on to Newcastle hosting Bournemouth at ten a.m. Newcastle coming off their first win of the season. I've got. One, oh, I called one. that. Called that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't have the exact right, goal, but so I did call a win. One. So you know, just wanted to. All right, Javier, you mentioned it on the pod on Monday too. So yeah, <laughs> well, maybe that didn't come out. Do you want everyone to know that you predicted? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> right, it didn't come out. <laughs> so maybe I need to mention it again. I'm bringing attention to the fact that you really want everyone to know that you, you predicted Newcastle's yeah, first win just, of the season. I'm good. I, I'm. You try to make these bold predictions, Alex, and they never work out. So I just need to never, no. never. 
These are strong words. It was like when I predicted Germany in the World Cup to, to not make it out of the group. Remember that, Alex? Yeah, wow. Okay, <laughs> let's not get into that. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I have 1-1. One, one. Uh, Andrew, how do you see this one shaping out? I'm going 1-0 one, Bournemouth. I'm taking them. S- Still no belief in Rafa. I, I, no. I want to make a note that, like, I think the the bottom the tables of the the teams at the bottom of the table this year, I think, are substantially worse than they were last year. I think teams like West Brom and Stoke last year at least were like decent, and they finished like you know nineteenth, twentieth place. I think teams like the teams right now. There's so many bad teams in the Premier League that like are the teams at the bottom worse or are the teams at the top better? I think it's a little I, bit of both. Uh, probably I think a little it's the both, latter. But I think it's the latter. I think teams at the bottom seem worse because they're losing more of the games versus the top six. Well, don't you no, think? But like also, like City wasn't City weren't blowing teams out like this last year, right? Yes, they were. What are you no, talking but, about? No, they beat like, Stoke seven one or something. No, but they? what I'm saying though is Stoke, like City, are blowing teams out even worse this year. Like yeah, but I'm not talking about I'm not talking about one team. City were obviously great last season. I'm saying like Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, uh, Tottenham are beating all every team basically fair. they face that isn't the top six. United is the only one that's dropped points to like to Wolves and I guess uh, Brighton away. Mm-hmm. Like it, I think these teams just seem worse because they've had to play against the top six and they're not having as much of a chance in those one-off games as they were previously. I mean, so, I, I, I do. That's why I Newcastle think getting those, result team, out of those this. teams like Stoke and West Brom were better than, you know, Huddersfield and, um, you know, Cardiff and Newcastle and Southampton, the teams that we have at the bottom this year. Hey, we added Wolves. Yeah, we did add Wolves. <laughs> that makes up for, that makes up for, uh, I guess, West Brom, uh, leaving, uh, Javier, you seem to agree with me that this could be 1-1. I just kind of think, I'm guessing you agree with me, that uh, Rafa keeps the relatively good run of results going, at least at home. Yes. It's two straight home games against teams that, you know, aren't top six, aren't like the real cream of the crop. Like, you can see him getting a result out of this game for sure. Let's move down to the South Coast as Southampton host Watford. Uh, Watford are the ones coming off that loss to Newcastle last week. They will travel again. Uh, it will be Saturday at 10 a.m., Andrew, you have a 2-0 Watford bounce-back win. That's that, okay. you, that you also have, Alex. Um, that, yeah, that I also have. I think, um, I think Southampton... Did you copy are, me? Is that my, that's my main question, I think. No, uh, it, wasn't, it wasn't, oh, this is a good scoreline from Alex. I, just, I, I know we just talked about how we think that teams aren't as bad or whatever, but um, I think Southampton's really bad, and uh, I don't think... I think Watford just come in here and beat them. I think Watford are more creative, and I don't think anything of this Southampton team. And so Javier, what has you picking a one, one draw <laughs> Who, uh, who's scoring Southampton's goals right now? I guess, I guess like the only answer. To that yeah, question. I think it's a little bit bold. I mean, I probably should pick, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm maybe I should pick one nil Watford. I'm you guys have, you guys have kind of made me sway here. Watford are a pretty good side and, and they are in, still in the top eight. So yeah, I think I'm going to change my prediction here. Um, you're switching to 1-0 yeah, Watford. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-0 Watford. Okay, that's fair. I'm going to stick with 2-0. Uh, I think, what's his name? <laughs> Roberto Pereira. That's who I was meaning to talk about. We've, I think we've mentioned him a couple times when talking about Watford, but I think he's quietly having like one of the best seasons of any player outside of the top six. No, he's, I agree uh, with that. He, he's been quietly excellent 
uh, just good good for him that he hasn't gotten like one of those big injuries that he usually gets around this time every year. So uh, fingers crossed that, that uh, keeps. Did happening. come from Juventus, so I mean he he pretty big step down going Juventus Watford. So he's he's kind of like. I'm sure they're paying him just as much as Juve was. That's what I'm saying. He he, he's definitely their, he their highest played player. player. I, I think he's supposed to be, you know, a, a big player for them. So it's not I mean, surprising he, he's, that he's finally coming through. I love him in FIFA. I loved him in FIFA before he was at Watford. Like he was a good, cheap player in the uh, in Serie A. He's, he's All right. Well, let's let's dive into the first of five games that the top six will be playing this weekend. Crystal Palace and Spurs will make up the last of the Saturday games at uh, 12.30 p.m. Spurs coming off a win in the Champions League this week, uh, home against PSV, a game they really needed to win. They were down 1-0, came back in the last 15 minutes and won it. So uh, they continue to chug along despite not really playing well. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep that run of results going and say 1-0 Spurs. I don't think it'll be pretty, but uh, similarly to seasons past, I think it'll just be a... A very defensive game from Crystal Palace that ends up with uh, one moment of quality from one of Tottenham's studs because it seems like Ericsson and Ali are pretty much like back from their injuries now and ready to play 90 minutes. Like th- There's going to be too much quality there for Palace to overcome, even at home. How do you guys see this one shaping out? Um, I think, Alex, I agree with you. I'm taking, I'm taking Spurs. I think it's also 1-0. Uh, I just don't – I think – I know Palace is coming off of a couple of decent like performances – I just still think that Spurs are going to play ugly and get a result, and it's going to be tight. Maybe it's a penalty. Maybe it's – I think it's going to be ugly. I think this game is going to be closer than what you guys are saying. I mean, you guys do have – both have 1-0, but uh, I think Palace are definitely going to score in this game. They've been pretty good at home this year. I mean, I maybe being biased just because we just drew with them a couple weeks ago, but – They haven't won at home. I think that – they haven't won at home? No, they've they've gotten three draws. That's the, I feel like they've had a kind of difficult start to the season, though. They probably they should. They drew Southampton and Newcastle nil nil at home. Oh, that's pretty awful, actually. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm just trying to you know, just trying to make think, sure yeah, we're all on the same page. Coming here. back, I I have two one Spurs, and it, it might even be more. Honestly, uh, Harry Kane had a pretty pretty good performance in the Champions League, uh, scoring a couple of goals to 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 haul Spurs back. And I think he's getting on form again. I think that's five or six goals in the last three games. And, you know. It's three in his last two. He hadn't scored for a month before that. Didn't so he score? In, hasn't he scored in three straight games? Uh, I'm forgetting what the third might be. Maybe the uh, League Cup game last week against West Ham. Did he score? Yeah. I don't, I th- I don't think he played it. I think, I think he played so. in that game. I just know in the Premier League last week against Wolves, he scored. And then yesterday against PSV, he scored twice, right. I believe. So, it just, I mean, yeah. it feels like he's coming back. And it and it's it's got to be, you know, Ericsson and Ali coming back is, is only going to help him too. So I think look look for Spurs to maybe go on a little run. Yeah, I mean, despite what I said about Crystal Palace not being great at home uh, recently, I, I don't think 2-1 I don't think is a... Uh, a terrible like res- or a terrible prediction. Like I-, I agree with you, Palace definitely could score and probably should if they want to continue to sort of get anything out of this uh, three or four game stretch with the top six. That's just absolutely brutal. I think they have United coming up right after this. So uh, let's move on to Liverpool hosting Fulham. First of the Sunday games, seven a.m. Uh, I know Andrew will be up for this one, but I'm not even sure I'm gonna I'm gonna bother. 
Uh, would you would you forgive me for that, Andrew? <laughs> if uh, I just sort of assume Liverpool are going to win this one, I would actually because I feel like that would be a really I feel like it would just jinx us. I don't know why. Um, but, Even better. <laughs> I'm going to get um, some rest, and I'll get a uh, a nice little uh, Fulham draw, maybe like a one-one. You guys completely implode. No, the only way Fulham right, could right, get like right, a draw on, would be on. like three-three, and like hold somehow on. like. All right, hang on. I I have to I have to talk about my Sunday a little bit, and then we'll actually get to this. Okay, so just bear with me here. Please so tell got... us about your day. <laughs> Can I just say that this Saturday slate is bullshit? Like, complete bullshit. Right, it's we so have, bad. No one's going to so watch games awful. on Saturday. Like, there are so many also, games the that one I don't game, watch. The one game with a top six team in it on Saturday uh, is going up against De Klassiker, the uh, Dortmund-Bayern Munich game that's happening at 1230 on Saturday also. I would all, rather is, watch that. I would much uh, yeah, rather exactly. watch that. Yeah, exactly. Dortmund are currently so, four points so ahead of Bayern Munich. So basically, like, no one's watching Premier League on Saturday. <laughs> so yeah and so all right and so here's well, why I'm mad no about javier this. we have a premier league podcast we have to watch well this is what i'm saying here's why i'm mad about this so a couple months ago my buddy texted me he goes yo it's nick's birthday we're all going to the jets game on sunday do you want to come and i was like fuck yeah like i'll go to the jets game they're playing the bills so games at one o'clock i have to get there to tailgate at like 11 so I'm going to get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, watch Liverpool. So the second the game's over, I'm like sprinting out the door to get on the train to get to Jersey. Oh, so you're going to miss all the good games. I'm going to miss all the good games. And let's let's take a step back and realize who's playing in this football game that I'm going to. First NFL game I've ever been to. I work for SiriusXM NFL Radio, but I've never You've been to You've never been to an NFL game? No. Wow, my dad's never not went a, to a Skins game? My dad's not a football guy. Like, he really isn't. Damn. And... Um, the skins fucking sucked in high school. Yeah, it was, shout out. You could always get cheap Mr. tickets. You could always get like twenty five, thirty dollars tickets. Shout out to Mr. Carocchio, who always said, "If you want this to change, don't pay for, don't go to the games." And honestly, he's right. So I was like, "This." Shout is out like, to Mr. Carocchio. Shout out to Mr. Carocchio, an inspiration to us all. Um, also, so never went to a football game. So, but hold on, the you know who's playing at quarterback in the first football game that I'm going to. Oh, uh, Sam Darnold and uh, what's his name? Uh, Nathan Peterman. Nope. Sam Darnold got hurt this week. So oh, God. He's in a walking boot. It's going to be um, Josh McCown playing under center for the New York Jets against who's suiting up for the, who's suiting up for the Bills? Uh, you mean Nathan Peterman, who has a QB rating of like 34 points? No, it's going to be Derek Anderson. Oh, my God. This is, this is a quarterback battle dude, that could have happened now out in 2000, Call out sick. I'm telling you. Don't, that sounds like, honestly, dreadful. I don't yeah. know who any of those people are. So, like, yeah, that just sounds really bad. Like, miserable. Uh, it's probably yeah. going to rain, too, because it's new. In don't new do Jersey. it. No, no, no. Weather's supposed to be beautiful. Weather's supposed to be beautiful. So... But, well, right. Andrew, you know my feelings. I just yelled them all at right. you for the last two minutes. Yeah. So uh, Let me... how, do you, how do you see this game shaping out? Okay. Liverpool fucking sucked yesterday in the Champions League, and Klopp definitely reamed them out super hard. Um, part of me wants to agree with you guys and say some ridiculously high scoreline, but I think this game is going to be a little bit similar to the Southampton game earlier in the year. That that. This team from Fulham, the de- defense is so bad. They're going to be able to push these guys around. I don't think Fulham are going to be, be able to keep up with us. They're going to have three goals done and dusted before halftime. 
and then Klopp's going to put on some guys to kind of try out some things to kind of be cheeky, and if maybe they nick another one or two after that. But I think you're going to see Naby Keita come back in. You might see you might see Shakiri start. Who, by the way, we were talking about this pre-pod. What a fucking bullshit move that they had to pull to pull by leaving him home from Serbia. Like he, they generally, they didn't say this. They said they just left him home, but they generally felt it was a bad idea for his potential safety. So they left him home when they went to go play Red Star. Like crazy we, Serbian fucks. Just why do we, for those why? not familiar, do you want to enlighten them? Shakiri is Kosovan, and he uh, he throws up me- very many Kosovan gang signs after he scores goals, especially at the World <laughs> yeah, Cup. Yeah, he does. He's, yeah. a, he's a big Kosovan gang sign guy, uh, yeah. and those don't go over well in uh, in Serbia. So, no. Also, those Red Star <laughs> Belgrade fans, like they're the hardcore ones. You really don't want to yeah. piss those guys off. So, yeah, um, I think you might see him start, but I, I, I think you see – James Milner talked about in the, the game midweek that they never got off to a good to, – they never started. I think you're going to see them hit the ground running on Saturday, on Sunday, but I think it's only going to be like – I think it's just going to be a professional performance, 3-0, they move on. Maybe they get the 3-0 in the second half, but that's what I'm thinking. I, Fulham's, Fulham's, Fulham's defense is a train wreck. They're, they'll spin circles around them. Yeah, I'm going five nil. I'm going. I'm going all out for this one. This is the fu. We're still good game. I'll take. Uh, I'll take the middle number on both of you guys. I'm going four. I mean, four was the one I liked. I just I liked four you know. a lot. I like. Yeah, four I mean, a lot, I picked but... it first. You guys made me, so you know. Yeah, I could have picked it too, but you know, I have a little bit more belief in Liverpool, and wow. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Salah hat trick because Liverpool have all the qualities that uh, Arsenal displayed in their four-one demolition. I feel like Fulham could away. get a goal. Like I almost said, four-one. Yeah, they could. I think four-one sure, is probably more likely than five-nil. If I was I would, you, I'd probably I'm, switch okay. to four-one. I'm will, I'm willing to bet uh, it's going to be five-nil. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, so let's move on to the next Sunday game. Sunday at 9.15, Chelsea will host Everton at Stamford Bridge. Chelsea are playing in Minsk in Belarus on Thursday when this pod's released. Uh, it's not a short trip. It's not a long trip, but it is a trip on a Thursday before you have to play a top seven team at home, top eight. Where are Everton right now? I- I'm going off of talent level. This is This is a tough game, even though it's at home and even though Chelsea usually beat Everton uh, in the last uh, couple of years. Uh, I, I'm going to say 3-1. I think Richarlison has a, a pretty big task on his hands. Uh, if he if he starts up top, he's, he's going to have to be pretty intelligent. He's not going to be able to just come deep with the ball and try and dribble at our back line. He's going to have to actually like attack our, uh, our two center backs and try and get him behind them. If he's able to do that and he's like disciplined enough to do that, then they could score three or four. They could score plenty on us. But uh, I'm willing to bet that he does his usual thing of dropping deep to receive the ball, which is just it's just easier for us. We can we can pounce on him once he gets it. How do you guys see this one shaping out? Yeah, I also have 3-1 Chelsea. Um, I think it's going to play out similar to how it did in the Arsenal game where probably in the first 30 minutes it's going to be a close game. Everton might have a couple half chances. Um, Chelsea might miss a couple chances. And I think inevitably... You know Chelsea's quality is just going to be too much in the second half, and they might score two or three goals on them. So, I think, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty pretty easy win for Chelsea. But like you said, Richarlison has been uh, looking back on form recently, and but this is their hardest game of the season so far. Yeah, away Chelsea for them, that's like 
I th- I, I would say away Arsenal is even harder be... for them just specifically because okay, like dude, they don't do this don't do just this right in their now. history they we have the Arsenal have the most points we, against we, we, any like, Premier League team like more, more like Everton's the team that Arsenal has the most points in their history and we they've been in the top flight like. Just as long as like like United, Chelsea, Spurs, like all those other teams, and we have the most points against Everton. So I just want to okay, say, but how about okay, the how most winning focus team. How about we refocus wrong. it for a second? You're both fucking wrong. How fucking dare you? Have they played Everton's you guys hardest yet? away game is Anfield. Of course, yeah, 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 that's their no, hardest. That's, I'm, I'm saying, saying so, so far, far this season. I'm saying so far this season. Yeah, Andrew. this like, is they hard. haven't played another game that's tougher than this Chelsea away game. The way no. we're playing right now, Javier, I'm sorry, we're a tougher team yes, to play at Stamford Bridge okay. than you guys are. Yes, like it's a tougher game. Just get over it. Okay, yes, it's, it's a, a fact. fact. <laughs> All right, we'll see what the result. If it's three one, then that means it wasn't because the Emirates. It was two nil. Yeah. Okay, you guys. We shut them That's out. That's fine. You guys didn't, you guys didn't out, play Alex. very well in that game, and you still somehow got a 2-0 win. So yeah, good for you. Great. I'm glad you can hang your hat on that. Uh, Andrew, have you given your uh, prediction for this yet? Go for I'm it. I'm going to go 2-2. I think, I think Chelsea – I think they go back and they trade goals in the first half. Chelsea get an early 2-1 goal, and then somehow Everton convert on like a dying end-of-the-game chance. I think that's the only way it finishes 2-2. I think basically that – I don't know. I'm very intrigued by this managerial matchup. I think that uh, um, I think Marco Silva knows his squad a little bit better um, since his last big game. I think, uh, in particular, having Richarlson in there, um, I'm I'm going to take him to 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 pull off like a worldie and get a draw at Stamford Bridge. The last time Richarlson played at Stamford Bridge, he missed three sitters. I'm not going to say it's going to happen again. I'm just going to bring up the fact that he, uh, no, I think I... he, I think he scored once in that game, but he also missed three goals that would have won it for Watford like easily. So uh, I don't really trust him as like a big, big game player yet. Of course, as soon as I say that, he's going to come out and have a hat trick this weekend. That's so what I'm saying. I'm lo- like you know, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> that's, this is okay. This is what I'm talking about. Like we know he's a player who's capable of a magical moment. He's on a good run right now. He's scored in his last few games. Um, and on top of that, like he's a he's a Marco Silva player, you know. He's worked in the system before, but not all the other Everton players have. Like, they're you the, know, the one thing, the one thing leaning me towards just being very sure of Chelsea. Like, I'm not, I, I'm not trying. I'm trying not to be biased at all. I just haven't seen Everton really function well without the ball this year. We've seen them beat up on teams worse on worse than them. I want to see if Everton can sort of shift into a counter attacking uh, team that's. As I mentioned with Liverpool earlier in the pod, what, what can they do with four chances in a game, other, rather, rather than like nine or ten? It's it's the margin for error is much smaller, and I, I don't really trust Richarlison yet at his age to take the like three of those five chances. So I don't, uh, I don't I, think, I think he think, does it every game, but I think he just knows this is a big one and catches one. You know what I mean? Like that's what I, that, that, I'm not sure. Saying. I, I'm willing to bet he catches one too. I'm just I, I think we'll control the game uh, with our passing and tempo, you know, as usual so far this season at least, and we'll take three or four ourselves. Uh, let's move on to Arsenal at Wolves. Sadly, or, or Arsenal hosting Wolves, sorry. Sadly, this game is going up against Man City, Man United, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, yeah, what the hell? Why did they just do like, ugh. What, what <laughs> is this are... scheduling? Like, one of these games could have been on Saturday. The Man City United, that should have been Saturday. That should have been Saturday, 1230. That should have been I'm, Saturday. I'm, how about Saturday, 730? Right? 
Don't they, don't they like putting games at that time, like the big games at that time? Yeah, whatever. It's just uh, failure by the Premier League. Scheduling failure this week. Guys. I'm complimenting Arsenal out here. This is a very interesting game. Wolves are on a three-game losing streak. They need points. They need to go to Arsenal. And frankly, they need to get what Andrew has predicted, a 1-1 draw. And just sort of getting any points. get back on their feet. I almost Arsenal, said 3-0. Of course, drawn I their actually last two almost games. said 3-0. No. You know, I'm, Andrew's 1-1 is like almost like spiting me to go 3-0. <laughs> like, I have two nil right now, but should I, I go into I uh, auction mode? Can I get a three nil, three nil, three nil? Go three nil once, three nil going twice, four nil, four nil. Can I get a four nil? <laughs> like I just I think that at home we've been fantastic this season so far, and I think we'll uh, we'll continue that. And I don't think that a team like Wolves, who plays a you know a three a three four three, and a, a, a formation that we know very well. I just don't think that that's going to be that effective against us, and I think that Emery's going to have Emery and the players are going to have a good uh, tactical uh, like lineup for this, and I th- I think that if he starts, um, you know, Iwobi, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Torreira, Xhaka, um, and then that same back line that we started against Liverpool. I, I I think there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of trouble for Wolves. So aren't you guys playing Sporting Lisbon on uh, yes Thursday tomorrow? If we get home? a draw, uh, I think we top the group. So uh, I'm sure we're just gonna be trotting out you know the Welbeck and um, others others like that. You know, you sure there won't be e- any Emil Smith overlap at all? Emil Smith you don't think be any overlap? Huh? You don't think there'll be any overlap? It's usually Mustafi. Uh, I think Holding will be rested. I think Socrates might be uh, back in contention, so he might be getting a few minutes to get back into fitness. Um, what about left back? I think left back, uh, Monreal's also back. So I think you're, you're going to be seeing you know competition there. Maybe Monreal gets some minutes uh, midweek and Kolasinic starts at the weekend. I think it would be unfair to drop Kolasinic after he played so well. Um but, Are you talking about for the Premier League game? Yes, for the Premier Wolves? League game. Okay, but you know it's possible he plays a midweek and then just plays Monreal against Wolves. But uh, I kind of like Klasnich's energy down that that wing versus um, versus the the versus Helder Costa, who oh okay, I was going to say Matt Doherty, the wing back, or and Adama Traore. So you know both of them are going to mm-hmm. be attacking um, down that wing. So. I think we want a little bit pacier, and Monreal is getting a little bit old now. So. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but uh, I think it's going to be a pretty, pretty easy win for Arsenal. I don't think it'll be easy for you guys. You guys haven't, I'll say you'll have, you've had one convincing win at home this season to me. And that was, uh, Leicester. And even in the first half of that game, Leicester pretty much outplayed you guys. Uh, that's kind of been the theme in a lot of these home games this season. But like, but like, uh, but like beating a team two nil, like we did Everton and Watford at home. Like that's still got to be like when you look at the game, like in the end. But we it's we, still we even said at the time, we even said at the time that those weren't good performances; they were good results where your quality just kind of shone shone through. Those but I think the good performances like, are coming now, so I think like okay, you you better hope so because it's November and uh, hey, November started off well. I'm happy with November so far. Okay, November's been sure, great. You, you can be happy, but Arsenal uh, have had two straight draws, and a third would really. Uh, Really put them off the pace for top four. I still think they're they're odds on favorites to get into top four, but you don't want to you don't want to go draw three matches in a row. That's just not a uh, recipe for success. Uh, I will I will just say that 
the only chance that Wolves have is kind of in those wide areas where there's a little bit of indecisiveness uh, or no one's really like locked down that spot for Arsenal and played like super well this season. Like you said, Monreal might be back, but we're not really sure like who's going to be out there. What like what's uh, is Bellerin healthy for this one? Bellerin's healthy. Yeah. Okay. Good. So. So they've had Johnny for who they signed from Atletico playing out in left wing back. They, you mentioned some of their forward uh, wing and inside forward players, and then Matt Doherty at right wing back has been excellent for them. And that back three of like Cody, Willie Bolly, and whoever the hell else I can't remember, their back three has been pretty good. So I think Arsenal edge it, but there's there's going to be plenty of threat from Wolves throughout. I have two uh, one, and that's uh, and Alex, that's exactly why I have one one. Uh, yeah, like, no, I can I can see it happening, but Wol- I think, Wolves would have to really up their performances from the last couple of weeks. They've been inconsistent, to say the least. I'm interest. I'm excited for the midfield battle between Torreira and Ruben Neves. That's I just think stylistically, like we match up well against them, and I think in the middle of the park, yeah, yeah I think you guys I, like keep possession really well against them. And I think our front line like there. lines up well against their their back line too. I just I, I think it's going to be a hard game for them and. Um, you know, most of the time, if this was away, if this was at Wolves, then I might predict a, a, a draw for, for them. But I think at home, it's going to be too difficult for them. Let's get to the big game of the weekend. Also at 11.30 a.m., Men City will host Men United at the Etihad. I've got 3-1 City. City are playing out of their minds right now. They haven't conceded a goal from open play, I think, since they played Newcastle in August or early September. They had that penalty they conceded last week against uh, Southampton, which, fine, it happens. But uh, they're they're not conceding too many cheap goals this season. They're keeping the ball even better than last season. Man United are coming off that that result against Juventus today where they came back from 2-1 down. But the performances haven't been good enough for me. And I, I don't think you can get by with just sort of breaking up the game and playing kind of kind of defensively like United have. But... At, at some point during those 90 minutes, two or three times, City are going to score. And I don't think United have the firepower to come back like they did last season. They don't have the firepower or the confidence away from home. Uh, Andrew, you haven't put your results in yet. But I have a feeling that you're, uh, you, you, you're, you're going to let your hopes and dreams get the best of you. And you're going to pick Man City to slip up. Yeah, you know I am. Um... <laughs> How do you always know every week? Because we've been doing this podcast for two and a half fucking seasons, like we built but this like, thing from but the ground like up. But that's such a wrong also, prediction. Like, no, why would he's hoping he's hoping that Liverpool can get back in the title. Right, it's like, get it's back like a hopeful, hopeful, shitty prediction. It's I like last know. week oh Liverpool had to play right, well, at Arsenal while Man City. City played. Hold on, like last week, Andrew had uh, he was Liverpool were playing away from home against a top six side, while Man City were playing at home against Southampton. So he was thinking, like, God damn it, this is not our week. Now this week, Man right. City had the tough matchup, and right. Liverpool have the cupcake at home. So I just know he's going to repeat that. He's going to flip it on it. Yeah, <laughs> God, of it's not I their am. week this week, right? No, I, I and, and also too, if United had not come to come back today. I was going to pick a City win. I was easily going to pick a City win. But to see United come back So you think they're just going to have momentum in this game and and they're going to show up because it's it's Manchester City. They came back at at Juventus, a Cristiano Ronaldo Juventus, a midfield that's better than theirs, Juventus, a a back line line that's better than theirs, a front line that's better than theirs. They came back at, at one of the hardest stadiums to win at in all of Italy. One of the hardest stadiums to win in all of Europe. 
a stadium that has actual atmosphere. <laughs> shots fired. Always shots fired when it comes to the, the stadium atmosphere. I love making fun of City for that. We'll always beat them at that. It's the best thing ever. I well, it's kind of crazy that, like, you know, after two two title title winning seasons, that they still can't sell out their stadium. Like, okay, guys, you know, it's, it's like it's like the it's Nationals. like really. It's like the, it's like the NFL. They don't like sell the their NFL Champions League home it's, games either, which is like really amazing. It's amazing. That's amazing I, to me that I they don't it. sell out their Champions League home games. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it so much. Um, that's I don't I don't think that I think the only way that United can get any kind of result here is a draw. And I I, I said the same thing about them going to Juve, and that's why it's like I can justify this now. They had a great performance midweek. Can. Mourinho put the right guys out there and motivate them in the right way to do the same thing. Do you remember last year when we all thought that the city were going to Anthony Martial's on fire, right? And that, that guy's on, on fire. fire. I, I think Martial, he might have an effect on the game. On, on Martial uh, is on fire. Martial is on fire. We we talk about we talked about City last year when they were on fire to win the champion to to win the title and they could have won it against United and what happened? Yeah. United stepped up and won. You're talking about the uh, the two the game where the city went up two nil. They had mm-hmm. the chance to wrap up the title that day. United came back. I, I, the circumstances, I think, are just very very different. It's way know, earlier in the season. You know, I'm it's all United's, to play for. No, but this is what I'm talking about. United has had these moments, these random moments where Mourinho can capture lightning. I didn't, I, we, but, we did see Mourinho get back to peak Mourinho form with his trolling of the Juventus fans uh, today. <laughs> yep. That yeah. like, I, I don't care. I, I don't care how much people hate Mourinho. It's moments like that that make it all worth it. All the bullshit and like uh, and fake stuff he throws out all the time that most and, of us can see for what it is. It's all worth it when you get to see him just put his hand up his ear and make a face like, "What was that? You guys were yelling." It was. It was amazing. And um, I, um, I have two nil, but like. It, you know, yeah, steer us back towards City. We can't. We can't just ignore City in this whole. No, equation. no, no. And I, yeah, I, I was gonna. I was just about to talk about City, saying like, me. I think two nil is flattering for Manchester United. Like, I think two nil yeah. is going to be like a good performance for United. And right. I think Mourinho will be like, oh, my players played very well, and like they can hold their heads high. Like, but I think two nil will be a good result, and you'll see City have like. You know, seven or eight good chances, and De Gea have to make four or five brilliant saves to keep this game close at all. So, I just who does I, United start at strike? I think Sterling. Sterling is just uh, Martial again. Martial again, surely. Um, no, Martial's been playing on the left. Right. Uh, today they started Alexis. A, Alexis, I think. Yeah. I think they'll start Rashford. Yeah, maybe Mourinho Rashford. knows. Mourinho knows this is counter attack time, and Martial, Rashford, and Mata give you uh, a way better chance of actually doing some sort of damage to City. I have 3-1 City. I think they go up 3-0. United look out of it, and they get a consolation sometime in the second half off a set piece or something. Uh, It could be more. I'm not willing to predict it, but if uh, City are the cutthroat sons of bitches, I think they are. Uh, I think 3-0, them going up 3-0 is kind of conservative. Because this is a very different point in the season than that that a uh, three two loss was last. Oh, so like last Aguero year. just got to rest ninety minutes. They won six nil. Like United had nothing to fully lose. rested the, Aguero. The season the league was lost. United had nothing to lose. They were firmly in second. They have all to play for this time, and I don't think they're going to be as outgoing uh, going forward. They're going to be play way deeper and get cut to shreds doing so. Uh, anything to add, guys? Before we wrap this up, I just still don't know if I want to go one one or just. Or three nil city. 
I like. Yeah, <laughs> now pretty, he's changing pretty, his mind. Uh, That's good, I, Andrew, pretty, Andrew. I'm glad that we this conversation is like having you come to reason because. Trust no, me, but like, you, you literally also, earlier in the show, weren't you saying like, this is the greatest, like, but this city team is better yeah, than last year. Like, and you're like, you're still predicting them to slip up here at home. I like, but like me as a fan can justify the first one. But like me as someone who's said it on the podcast that this city team is fucking unbelievable. Right. Do, like, I don't like if I they're think, fucking unbelievable, then pick them to be fucking unbelievable. Don't I pick know, them to be medio- me, uh, and mediocre. Like, and here. part of. And part of me wants City to beat them so that it just kind of kills United's spirit and they, like, kind of dwindle right. off and don't challenge. But the other part of me, like, really – because I feel like points from this game for, for United would give them a kind of a validation and, like, a little bit of an attitude for the rest of the season that I don't want them to have. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. And But City winning this game is, like, bad for Liverpool. <laughs> Yeah, but like, just but like right you now. just need to accept that Liverpool is... are winning the title and then you'll stop thinking this way. I mean, let's agree right now that a draw is by far the most re- desirable result. For, for everybody, we would all, yes. We, we would all, all win that. from that. Yeah. That would be amazing. It's just, I don't think it's, it's not going to happen. happen. What's your prediction, Andrew? Be a man. Put, Fuck you, put, uh, it's 3 nil City. 3 nil City, yes. <laughs> 3 nil. Uh, oh, my god! Watch it be 1-1 one, one and Andrew's just like, I knew it! It's <laughs> all right. Andrew all right. can be the hedge god this week. All right, that's enough fun for one week. Uh, thanks to Javier. Thanks to Andrew uh, for joining us. Let's uh, hope there's no technical difficulties with this pod this no week. No corruptions. Uh, yeah, please, yeah. Please. <laughs> Data, memory, we, losses. We will take extra care in the post-production of this uh, podcast. Yo, before uh, we go, before we go, shout out Heights Cavaliers getting their first WCAC whoop, title. Whoop. Whoop. Um, also, shout out, follow us on Instagram at Andrew Pissarro, at ASMoss92, at GhostGoldPod, at JavierRev9. Uh, potential Instagram TV stuff coming soon, maybe. Maybe I'm reviving FIFA Player of the Week. Maybe we hope you like FIFA. Who knows? Yeah, and until we talk to you next week. Bye.